0: Please.
1: welcome back to the next part of this truth and rhythm episode be sure to subscribe to this channel if you've already done so please share it with friends also become a member by joining truth and rhythm on patreon or consider donating at funkinstuff.net thank you so much for your interest and support enjoy
2: you know i don't know if it's as true for new orleans bands as the general you know r&b and funk population uh, out there. But something I've always noticed and and bothers me when I see live shows is when they go too up tempo. You know, a lot of times I think they're they're overhyped, they're overexcited, maybe the crowd makes them too hyped or whatever. And they go too up tempo and they lose a lot of the essence of the true funk by doing that.
0: Yeah. And you know I attribute that to what we call getting over.
3: Where you know you you want to come out with so much energy that you're just getting over you like you're getting you know that you the crowd you're you know you're winning over the crowd. you're 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 making it because it's it's the energy is so high that the crowd is into it and that's getting over, right? You're like you're winning them over, you're getting over they it's working, they're digging it.
0: And a lot of times, you're trying to get over with energy, right? And then that's not necessarily always the best way to get over, right?
3: So as you get older, you, you start to, through experience and also through maturity, you start to
0: develop other musical Attributes and musical skills
3: that can also get over, right? So I'm sure, you know, you might know about it. I have a piano trio with David Torkinowski, James Singleton, and we'll play ballads and I'll play a ballad with brushes. And, you know, it's taken me a while to get comfortable with that. But now I love that. And then you know they're playing at the Faye Bar on Tuesdays with Peter Harris and Steve Mazakowski on guitar and Tony Lagrady on sax, and there's no microphones, and so you know I can literally hear Tony, fa 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 fa, right, Wah wah wah, wah 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 and I'm playing with the brushes. wah 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 You're getting over with beauty,
0: you know. You're getting
3: over with the beauty of Tony's phrasing and his breathing and his tone and his sound. And if I'm like, I've got to get over it with energy, you know, you're going to ruin it. So you're not getting over with energy. You're getting over with the sheer beauty of what you're doing and the space and the quality of the sound. Now you can do that in a situation like the bayou bar, because you're literally, you can touch the nearest audience member and they are close enough to touch Tony's horn so they can hear all of that. And there's no microphone getting in the way. Now, if you try to do that, at tip while everybody's drinking standing and trying to talk to people that's not going to get over
0: right so by getting comfortable being able to play balance at 60 bpm
3: and make it groove and then then i started
0: getting comfortable playing at fifty-five and fifty beats per minute, and I was like, That's
3: slower. That's
0: slower. I'm real comfortable doing that now. But it took years to get to that level, to where I could literally, I have no
3: qualms about singing to you right now, and I know people are going to watch this, but it's because I've done it for years. And so now
0: that maturity, I can play a groove at 55 beats per minute and feel comfortable about it
3: because I know it's not the drums that are getting over, it's Tony's tone. And then when Steve takes a solo, it's Steve Mazakowski's tone and his lyrical phrasing and his ideas and his sound. And I can literally sit back
0: there go go. And get over. Because it's not the drums, it's not the energy, it's not the high tempo. You know,
3: oh, we gotta we gotta get over on this energy and make people dance. That's cool. And that's great, but that's not the only way to get over. So the more that I spend time playing music that gets over because of the phrasing, the sound, the tone, the musicality, the more comfortable I am playing a groove and being like, it doesn't have to be any faster than this. This is the right tempo, right? 88 beats per minute is a beautiful tempo. I don't need to push it to 95
0: to get over does that make sense?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it takes years.
2: Being comfortable, being disciplined.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. And, and and being comfortable and not being scared to death. Because you can be scared to death up there, like, nobody's digging this. It's too slow. It's not getting over. But it takes, it takes that time, that seasoning to be like, no, this feels
0: really good. Does there need to be any bastards?
2: Well, you know, going back to funk, um, Parliament Funkadelic, seeing George Clinton, you know, dozens and dozens of times, one of the things he most often says, I think, up on stage is, slow it down, slow it down. He'll tell the band all the time to slow it down.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And one of the things I noticed, too, is as people get up in age, they get more comfortable. Feeling, feeling it at a slower or moderate tempo. So you know, no offense to George. It is not. I'm not trying to make this sound. But he's he's older than some of the other musicians in his band. So I'm I'm not saying that he's older, and saying that as any derogatory thing whatsoever. I'm saying that he might be feeling it a little on the back side of the tempo and then the band might be wanting to push it a little bit so he might want to be like yeah let's bring it
2: back bring yeah, it especially back especially with those grandkids he has up there now
0: yeah
2: know <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um stan what about when uh you are playing with galactic or a similar type of band um how does your playing differ you know when um a sax is on a solo spot versus a keyboard versus a guitar. Do you alter your technique based on, you know, the type of instrument that's up front soloing?
0: I mean, yes, without doubt. Um, I'm just trying to think of how to verbalize it, you know? I mean, you know, like with Galactic, it's a very... I see Galactic as a powerhouse and I need to drive that vehicle differently than I do other musical vehicles. So, you know, you're going to get behind the wheel of, you know, an 18-wheeler differently than you're going to get behind
3: the wheel of a sports car, you know? Now both are gonna, you know, you're gonna put them in gear, you're gonna put your foot on the gas, and you're gonna move them down the
0: highway, but they're gonna, you're gonna drive them differently. With a mat truck, you know, you have to be more
3: decided about your movements. You know, it needs to
0: be, it needs to move forward in a very deliberate, very a very powerful way. And then in a sports car, you might be like, oh man, I wanna, I gotta move around this neck truck. I gotta go over here. And as long as you do
3: it in a respectful way, you know, it's you could you can maneuver in smaller m- smaller movements and and quicker maneuvers and things like that. And so you know I, I hit hard with Galactic. Um, and then when I play at the Bayou Bar, I deliberately, in Snug Harbor and Columns Hotel, I deliberately play a lot quieter. And, you know, now at my studio, I have two kits set up. And I, when I go to my studio, I try to spend an hour on the smaller kit, the bebop kit, where I literally try to play. If, if my stick heights, I use the rim of my tom. As I gauge, if the stick heights are coming up higher than the rim of the tom, which is about like that high from the snare to the tom, then that's too much. Because I know that I, that's where I've got to be to be playing behind a piano, behind a saxophone with no mic, right? And then with Galactic, everything everything's is bigger, you know, which is super fun. I love that. But it's it's slightly different. So now because I've developed being able to play more comfortably at a lower volume, I might start off a saxophone solo with Galactic at a lower volume. Because we might have just come from a guitar solo where he wants to come out and rock out from note one. And that's cool. So I might start, you know, the guitar solo here, and then we go into the the sax solo for the next solo in Galactic, but I've gotten so comfortable being able to play at a lower volume. I know it's going to get over because I know how to make it feel really good. It doesn't need to be on volume level 10 all the time. So I might make make the, the dynamics come down behind the, the trumpet or the saxophone in Galactic, but in other situations, I might do that and make
0: it even more drastic, you know? Um, So it's really fun to develop other
3: aspects of my musical palettes and, you know, really working on dynamics and really shedding all of that. And then being on a gig, you know? I was on a gig with my friend, Eric Benny Bloom, the other day. And, uh, you know, great trumpet player who plays with Lettuce. And um, and Ian Neville was on the gig, a great bass player, Eric Vogel, and Shay Pierre. And then Bloom was just like, man, I can't believe your dynamic control. Like when I pick up the trumpet and I go to play trumpet, and you're just like right behind me. It stays funky as hell, but you just bring that way down, and I feel like I can really speak, and I don't have to, like, blast out. He's like, man, your dynamic control is getting so developed. I'm like, thank you. I've literally been working on it. Like, you know, practicing it is one thing. I have been playing at the body bar behind, you know, saxophone player with no mic and, and Steve on guitar and sometimes David Torkinowski on piano then he played the, the columns or Torque on piano. It's like, I've been working on it. So, as I progress, and like I said, over the next 10 years, those are things that I really want to develop. So, when people play with me, like, man, I love playing with Stan because he's, he's listening all the time and his dy- dynamic range is so, so wide and he always listens and comes to where
0: it's almost like he has a a, a sixth sense of where we want to be dynamically.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, f- for me, it was so gratifying uh, being a funk fan forever, you know, since I was in grade school, pretty much. Um, in the 90s, when these groups came along after the record industry had done what it had done, which basically was abandoned funk, Um you know, but groups like Galactic and Lettuce and Snarky Puppy and uh, even Soul Live and, you know, this whole uh, the motet, all these bands that were sort of like embraced by the jam band festival scene, I guess. But really keeping funk alive and the improvisational nature. That's a big part of funk also. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. You know, do you feel like part of that? movement you know is that something that registers and that you feel like you guys have really helped keep this fantastic genre alive that way
3: yeah i mean very much so i feel very much that we're in a circuit
0: that is shared by lettuce so alive um and you know
3: these the other bands that you just mentioned you know like there's a lot of them like you know uh um,
2: dumpster yeah
3: oh absolutely dumpster funk and you know
0: um the monophonics and um and you know just so many you know even um
2: new master sounds
0: yeah i mean it's like i'm you know they're
3: all right there and i, I don't i don't want to start listening to them all and then forget the, some of the important ones. So you know, I'll let you help me. Uh, you know, think of, of a lot of them. But but you know, they're you. We all know who they are, and we're all on that same circuit, kind of touring the same clubs and the same um, you know the same festivals and stuff too, right? I mean, you know, of course Charlie Hunter is part of that, and. Um, you know, so many of our friends—you know, Will Bernard and and uh, Robert Walter—you know—they all have groove-based, funk-based, the you know, great boy all stars. You know, um, and they all have these groove-based, funk-based uh, projects that that you know, and we're all buddies. You know, and we're all friends, and um, and it's very much playing similar venues, similar vessels. Um,
0: Trimble and Shorty, you know, <laughs> and uh, Soul Rebels and, you know, just so many bands that are, you know, in that, in that same circuit.
2: Yeah, it's just so fantastic to have this sort of counterculture thing, you know, taken to the live venue uh, more than anything. Um, because, uh, you know, like I said, if you had to rely on radio and things like that, forget it.
3: Right, right. You know, we're very much relying on our live performances to make a living.
2: So I have this one here. Uh, what, what, uh, ins- I know this isn't the first one, but what inspired you to start, you know, doing your own recordings?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, we made Cooling Off with Dan Prothero.
0: And so shortly thereafter, Dan started talking to me about, You know, you should think about doing your own
3: solo record. I was like, really? So I think that record came out in
0: 1998. And I think that Crazy Horse Mongoose came out in 1998
3: as well. And um, so, you know, Galactic's second record and my first solo record came out in the same year. So, and then I started to realize I really liked putting together lineups and people that I wanted to play with. So you know, my first two records were kind of a conglomeration of, you know, a bunch of different uh, great players. And then with my third record, I wanted to put something together that could be an ongoing project. So, you know, from that record, I had the idea that I would do three organ trio records, right? And that's what we did. And so that record is Stanton War three, because it was my third record. And it's the trio, Stanton War Trio. So that's why I named it three. And then we did we did Emphasis on Parenthesis, and then uh, Groove alchemy. So that's the three records. And they all came out. I just released them all on vinyl this year. So they're all available on vinyl, if anybody's interested in that. I can just go to stay and they can find that. But um so I was very happy to, you know, work with that trio with Robert Walter, Will Bernard. And then after those three records, I started my trio with David Twinowski, James Singleton. And we've done two records. One is Conversations, and the
0: second one is our tribute to to Alan Tucson where they had a lot of special guests.
2: those trio records i mean they are all about the groove i mean they are you know i love it yeah and the the keyboard's great of course the drums are always great but you know anyone who digs grooves has to be hip to those
3: yeah well thank you for mentioning them. i'm very proud of those records and uh and I'm very proud of that trio and you know the body of work that we have done and now <clears throat> that those records are available on vinyl and then
0: they will be available digitally soon.
2: What would be uh maybe like three of your favorite galactic tunes?
0: Yeah. Um I mean does it really make a difference from Mavis Staples? It's great. Into the Deep with Mavis, I mean
3: with Macy Gray. I mean just off the top of my head, maybe something's wrong with
0: this picture with their old houseman to cool it.
2: You guys ever do any soundtrack music because so much of this sounds like it would be great in film.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a great question.
3: We did do the soundtrack for
0: a Sony PlayStation video game called Infamous Two. And then we did contribute a little bit. Uh, Robert Mercurio worked on a soundtrack for a movie called Car Dogs. But we haven't done too much soundtrack stuff yet.
2: They got to start using it in like some action films and things like that. I mean, how cool would that yeah. be? I
3: don't know. I don't disagree.
2: <laughs> um, I like to ask guests Stanton to pick their five Desert Island albums so um i understand everyone understands it might be different today from what you might say in three days but you know basically what might they be
3: yeah i mean for me you know the meters look Pi Pi" is just always so great and john coltrane live at birdland is the record that really turned me on to elvin jones um James Brown, Star Time, that
0: collection. Um, Led Zeppelin, Physical Graffiti. And, um, you know, let's throw out maybe uh, Dr. John Gumbo, Hmm. fantastic records. So, you know, those are those are my today those are fine
2: yeah um not on that record but you mentioned zeppelin and uh you did a version of when the levy breaks you know when mm-hmm. your own records too.
3: yeah yeah which you know it was really fun re-releasing the vinyl i had to listen to all that music again and uh it was really great to go back and listen to all of that and check that out and also, you know, really emotional I me mean, to realize where we were at that time. You know, I recorded that because we're right after Katrina and uh, well, that is breaking in New And so you know, it, was, uh, it was emotional to go back and listen to all of that. And, you know, since we're talking about records, I hope you wouldn't mind me also mentioning, you know, my current record with the Krasno Moore Project, which is an Oregon trio that I recently started with Eric Krasno. And Eric Finlan on Oregon and very proud of that record. Um, Book of Queens, our first record. And um, you know, we've got great special guests on that with Bramford Marcellus and Corey Henry on Keys and and Robert Randolph.
2: And of course, they can get that anywhere. Is it physical as well as uh, streaming or download?
3: Yeah, so that is streaming and download right now, and physical is coming out in October.
2: Okay, and standmore is where they go.
3: They can well, right now they can hear it on on anywhere that you listen to digital music, so Spotify, um, iTunes,
0: and you know App, Apple Music, and Entitled, um, and, and all of that.
2: But to otherwise keep up with whatever you have going tour-wise, or you know, with your videos and things like that.
3: Yeah, standmore anybody who's interested in my online drumming school, that is stantonmoredrumacademy.com. And then really I've been trying to ask people to come and check out my YouTube channel, which I'm always posting fun drum lessons, yes, but behind the scenes stuff too. I just released a Tiputina's, a tour of Tipitinas. And so that's really fun. So a lot of behind the scenes stuff, A lot of drum lessons, but my YouTube channel, I'm uh, really trying to get people to come check out. Right.
2: Very cool. Um, Tipitinas, when I talked to Robert, you guys had just acquired it and and the pandemic came like, right, you know, the timing was not the best. Um, So has it come all the way back now or what's the situation there?
3: Yeah, I would say that we are as strong or stronger than ever through a lot of hard work from our staff, you know, shout out to our staff and, you know, shout out to to my partners and our manager, Alex Brawl. And, you know, we just really, we're, we're very fortunate that we kind of have a think tank of, you know, five band members who have toured the world together for 25 years and a great manager in Alex Brawl. So all of our big decisions, you know, we all put our heads together and, we may not always agree unanimously, but we're able to come to, to decisions that we feel are at least well thought out by the five band members and Alex, our our manager. And we also have great accountants and um great, you know, great legal counsel. And so we really feel like we are able to make informed decisions and so you know we were able to do things that have positioned us in a in a way that we feel good about what's going on with Attention,
2: good to hear glad to hear i mean such a historic venue so glad you guys could keep it from the dust heap you know
3: oh yeah yeah exactly and and we feel like it's it's really in good shape at the moment of course there's always work to do but but uh You know, we feel like we're we're gonna make it for a little while longer,
2: hopefully. And speaking of those videos you have on YouTube, I recommend them highly. They're they're fantastic. I really like um, some of those ones where you you know show how to play certain other artists, uh, how they lay things down, like the Bill Withers one, you know, and things like that. So cool.
0: Thank you, man. Appreciate that.
2: And um, how would you describe? Funk, Stanton, what is, how would you describe it? And what does it mean to you personally?
3: Yeah, I mean, funk to me is rhythmic based music that compels people to move. And, you know, of course, there's a lot of other music that compels people to move, but, you know, and I would say it compels people to dance. But what if you have people... Who are unable to get up and dance. They're still gonna want to move. They're still gonna want to tap their foot or, you know, tap their hand or nod their head or move in some kind of way. And of course, we, we're trying to get people up and keep them, you know, keep get people to dance and to move to the music. And it's it's rhythmic-based music that that involves a walk between the other instruments. That come, the rhythmic, the rhythms that are being played by the instruments come together to form a lock that makes the
0: listener want to get up and dance or move in some kind of way.
2: Cool. And what does it mean to you personally?
0: Oh, to me, it's everything. You know,
3: I mean, to me, I've made a living playing funk. Toward the world playing funk, I've been able to see parts of the world that I you know never thought I'd be able to see because I get to play grooves and funk music um, for
0: appreciative audiences and it's, it's you know it's my livelihood, and it's it's what I've chosen to do with my life
2: Now, does all funk have to be on the one? If it's not on the one, you know what's that formula?
3: Yeah, I mean. Of course, George Clinton would probably tell you yes, but there are incredible songs where, you know, um, you know James Brown, especially
0: playing things that don't play the well, right? So, um, you know, I think that for the it has to have an infectious rhythm
3: and an infectious groove. And sometimes you know you can intentionally leave the one out. And you know, we did that with one of the tunes that we did with Krasno War."
0: right? We intentionally disguised the one, but it's hopefully still infectious, right?
2: And what about uh, new Galactic music? You know, you guys, why, why have you guys slowed down so much in putting out actual Galactic uh, studio music?
3: Well, because we're working on what I believe is going to be one of our strongest records. We, we may have slowed down on the release of things, but we haven't slowed down on working on stuff. And we're halfway finished with a record that we're working on with Irma Thomas. And the songs, I believe, are the strongest songs we've ever done. And the production is really strong. And um, and I'm really, really proud of this record that we're about to release. And keep in mind, we did just release an EP at the beginning of this year. And then we're planning on releasing um, this record with Irma maybe towards the end of this year. But, um, or beginning of next year. And, you know so even though it seems like we've been slowing down releasing stuff we we're definitely working on stuff and when it comes out people are like oh i see why this took a while
2: <laughs> well i'm glad to hear that and a lot of people are going to be glad to hear that for sure um, yeah um oh yeah before i let you go i wanted to ask you also uh stanton What's one or two of the most unforgettable stage experiences that you've had?
0: Yeah, I mean, just off the top of my head, because I'm talking about funk and groove and classic artists. I mean, I got to play Soul Power with Macy O'Barker in the middle of the Caribbean on Jam Cruise and uh And I believe the rest of the JB horns were there. And so,
3: you know, with George Ford Jr. on base. So that was a pretty spectacular experience, you know. Um so that that one comes to mind right off the top of my head. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it sounds awesome. What a a venue and with those guys. Uh, I'm so glad that uh, George is still doing it, you know, and Maceo, I think, finally just maybe retired, but he was still doing it up until very recently, too. George
3: Porter Jr.? Yeah. Yeah, no, he has not retired.
2: I know he hasn't retired. Maceo's retired. Oh. But I'm saying it's so great to see George Porter still out there doing it. Oh, Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's an inspiration because he just made 75 and he's still doing his weekly gig. And He plays his weekly gig so that he can play music every week, you know,
0: and keep developing and keep growing and keep experimenting, keep trying new stuff every week.
2: Yeah, the running partners, that's his band, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, but he does a trio gig on Mondays.
3: And, you know, hats off and kudos to him for uh for doing that you know i think it's really cool
2: that is very cool uh stanton anything else we didn't cover you want to share with the uh viewers and listeners
3: you know i think that's it you know i mean uh i you know encourage people to go check out the latest galactic ap Chompa toolis the latest Krasno war record so um you know i've released those two things this year um all of my robert walter will bernard organ trio records are available on vinyl so i've put out a lot this year and then continue to put out new lessons for my online drum academy and then you know come check out my youtube that's for free (laughs)
2: yeah no it's great you have great free stuff on there i mean i'm like wow he's got a lot of Really good. I mean, I don't know what you buy through the Academy per se, but the stuff you got up there just to look at is fantastic. In its, in yeah, the Academy
3: fun. has, the YouTube channel just has some of the excerpts from some of the lessons. The Academy has, if you like what you see on YouTube, the Academy has all the full-length versions with printable PDFs. So each video comes with a printable booklet that goes along with it. I mean, it's a lot of work, but I absolutely love doing it because I get drummers reaching out to me all the time like, man, the lesson that you put out on this really helped change my drumming, really helped transform what I'm doing. My band says I'm a better drummer now. My wife likes me more because I'm happier now, you know, that kind of stuff. So I'm getting that kind of feedback all the time, and it makes me just really want to keep moving forward with what I'm doing with all of that.
2: Yeah, that's the best, you know. When you get that kind of feedback, it makes it all worthwhile. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Hey, Stanton, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for sharing so much, and thank you for all the music you've given us.
3: Well, thank you, my man. I appreciate talking to you. It's been a, it's been a joy. Thanks for all the great questions. Thanks for uh, having me on the show, and I'll see you down the line.
2: Absolutely, and I'll let you know when this is going to post. You can share it if you like, or whatever. So.
3: Beautiful.
1: Thank you, my man. I appreciate it. Take good care. Okay. All
3: right. Take care.
1: Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Truth and Rhythm. A big thank you goes out to our guest as well as to you, the viewer and listener. Also, much gratitude to pleasure for supplying the show's funky opening and closing music. As a reminder, you can always access the complete list of linked shows by episode at FunkinStuff.net. I urge you to support this program and receive the extra benefits along with that by subscribing to the Funkin' Stuff channel on YouTube and sharing it with funk, R&B, and jazz lovers, joining Truth and Rhythms membership program at Patreon, submitting a donation at FunkinStuff.net, buying everything is on the one, the first guide to funk book at Amazon, shopping at the Funky Things store for cool merchandise at FunkinStuff.net, and linking through FunkinStuff.net for all of your Amazon purchases. In addition, if you're an artist or anyone seeking proven results-oriented professional marketing, PR, writing, or editing consultation or production, check out the media services section at FunkinStuff.net. Also, I encourage you to drop me a line at scottg at FunkinStuff.net. I love the feedback, suggestions, guest requests, appearance and sponsorship inquiries, and just talking about my favorite subject, groove-based music. For now, and as always, this is Scott, Dr. GX Wolfine saying, keep on vibing vibing. to the rhythm of the